Hello and welcome to na 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 up and up and away the Batman podcast for people who love crossovers. I'm Danny. I'm Joe. And I'm Matt. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good. Wonderful. This is a crossover between na 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 podcast and up up and away the show uh, Matt and Joe do. I like to think of it as the crisis between infinite podcasts. <laughs> uh, yes, my name is Joe Gilpin, joined as always by my brother Matt and now Danny. And we're doing a cross-promotional podcast because Danny and myself are uh, good friends. Yeah. Uh, we nearly started a podcast together, but then we decided to go our separate routes. That's right. Joe was the original choice for the co-host of Na 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 Podcast. I like to refer to it as Eight Na Podcast. <laughs> There's eight Na's in that. The podcast name that's very easy to remember, very hard to search for. <laughs> I can imagine. Because why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you're going to make a podcast, you should make it utterly hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've, we've covered this on the show before, but it's not a good name. Not it's a good not name. Well not strong. Uh, good intro, though. Yeah. <laughs> Matt and myself run a comic book movie review and news podcast. Just to catch everybody up, because uh, we were supposed to have an episode Friday. didn't end up happening. Family stuff, Christmas stuff, everybody gets it. Yeah. And then uh, today... You were clamoring for Fantastic Four, too. <laughs> yeah, which we're going to have to get around to sometime. You're so yeah. defensive about this. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, I know everybody's begging for it. Everyone has been emailing and calling. Joe, are you okay? Where's the podcast? Where's Friday's podcast? People are, people are sending out search teams, and I just want to make sure everybody knows I'm all right. Uh, but... Uh, Instead of uh, today's Newsday episode, we're going to be releasing this crossover episode, and then Friday, Fantastic Four 2, and then probably... No, Friday is going to be our big... uh, Oh, yeah, our list episode, where we finally rank every movie we have watched, and we're just going to build on that over time. So we have to wait two weeks for Fantastic Four (laughs) 2? We don't have to do this episode, (laughs) if you want to be a dick about it. So, uh, Danny hit me up and said he was in town and he wanted to do an episode. I was all for that idea. And we decided to land on the 2005... Four. 2004 Catwoman. 2004, by way of 1992. (laughs) By everything in this movie except for the people in it. Yeah. It's a very 92 movie. Uh, in... This is. I think it was in production hell for a long time. And it probably started around 1992. Well, yeah, because they wanted Michelle Pfeiffer. Right. I mean, the original goal was to make a sequel off of Batman Returns. Right. Well, this was the movie that uh, followed up Monsters Ball for Halle Berry. Yeah. So she used all of her Oscar clout right. to get this made. Yeah. And she went from Monsters Ball and Academy Award to Catwoman, Razzie for Worst Actress. Yeah, she showed up at the Razzies with her Oscar in hand. Yeah, and gave a big Razzie. speech. Yeah. Made me like her a little bit more. Yeah, it was a pretty baller movie. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. she, uh, Halle Berry, we have seen her on the show up, up, and away a couple of times. She three was, times. Yeah, three times. She was Storm in the X-Men movies. Well, see her again as Storm. Yes, and she has not been good yet. In any of the superhero movies no, that we have watched. Not a standout, at least. Yeah. This might be the first bonus episode we've done on our show where Catherine Zeta-Jones is not in the movie. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, she is in a lot of them. Yeah. That's really weird. I'll take it back. She was not in The Shadow. We did The Shadow, and she wasn't there, so yeah, never mind. Y- you that. and I famously watched uh, uh, The Phantom. The Phantom. Uh, Shipful of Women. Shipful of Women. <laughs> I still refer to all the time. You can ask Matt. <laughs> right. I made sure to sit him down and make him watch that scene. <laughs> Uh, what is this, a ship full of women? Well, this is a movie full of women. <laughs> what is this, a movie full of women? <laughs> Apparently it is, because uh, it, there's very few, the only real male character in this movie, there's two of them, there's Benjamin Bratt and there's Dickhead Boss. Yes. Uh, uh, Lambert Wilson. 
That's his real name. <laughs> not even his movie name. Member Wilson? Lambert. Lambert. Yeah. Is there a problem, and there is, obviously, <laughs> with Catwoman, female superhero, yes. fighting a cosmetics agency? Isn't yeah. that shitty? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, like, the least feminist thing you've ever heard in your life? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, we finally got a girl. What's she going to handle? Girl problems. <laughs> Boys. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to fight this doll manufacturer? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, she's going to throw tampons at him. <laughs> it was definitely a movie that was, like, intended to have kind of a feminist message, but written by men. Who were, like, really kind of clueless men? Well, well who is this movie for, is, was my question the entire time. Because it's a superhero movie, and mm. it was marketed as a superhero movie, and hey, crazy, sexy Halle Berry. Yeah, Bob Kane in the intro. Yeah, yeah. Bob Kane in the intro, uh, legally. Uh, and it, it has all that, but it's a rom-com. When you break everything yeah. down and you, and you take away the, the sharp edges... This is a romantic comedy of a movie. I'm not sure who they want to go watch this movie and enjoy it. I think it's trying to get women into the superhero genre. I think that's yeah. the idea of it. It doesn't work. No. But <laughs> it feels like incredibly patronizing to women to be like, oh, she's... Yeah, makeup. That's a thing. Yeah, I know what you guys to, right? like. Yeah. yeah. Shitty makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Cats. Boy problems. <laughs> I can't believe that a movie with 28 writers somehow didn't come together. <laughs> 28 writers entered the arbitration process for this. Which means that they all felt they had some kind of claim on a writing credit, and right. so the money, because people expected this to be a big hit. Spoiler alert, it was not. It was no. not. Uh, it's not like a bunch of lists of like the worst movie ever made. Yeah, I saw a thing of Roger Ebert yeah. called it one of his most hated movies of all time. I, I can imagine. That. It's really, really bad. Danny, I'm worried about your brain chemistry. <laughs> you keep watching these shitty movies. I don't think this is even the worst movie I've watched. No, by, by no uh, means. This had a plot. All the character, None of the characters had a gun holstered to them the whole time <laughs> if they weren't supposed to. <laughs> uh, people, Children weren't smoking in the background of certain scenes. The what Phantom, a great movie for you. The Phantom was a great movie. Let's not drag the Phantom into this. <laughs> uh, the Phantom was like the only good movie I've we watched could, on the podcast. We could go back... And I even disagree with that. <laughs> that that was a good movie. Watch Batman Del Pianeta Eros and yeah. then talk to me about The Phantom. Matt, we mentioned a little bit before, but a lot of what Danny watches, and for the listeners of this, no, 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 podcast, eight, not podcast, uh, their goal is to watch every Batman movie that has ever been made. Yes. Which is a fool's errand. Yes. It's, it's, it's no one asked you to do this. So you end up watching, like, <laughs> Czechoslovakian Batman, yeah. who's, fi- Batman. who's fighting a pile of hams. It's just, there's nothing. Turkish Batman with no subtitles. <laughs> you watch this movie with no subtitles? Yeah, we watch a couple of those with no subtitles. What the fuck is wrong with you? I've listened to plenty of these episodes. Yeah. I haven't listened to the Turkish Batman one yet. There's a problem with that where apparently I can't tell Turkish people apart. <laughs> and Chelsea had no problem with this. But I kept confusing who was who. And so I went into it like... Chelsea, I can't believe this is like the most misogynistic Batman ever. He just straight up strangled that hooker. <laughs> and she was like, no, that didn't happen at all. That was not him. Oh, my God. Has, has, has your podcast journey, your odyssey, mm-hmm. uh, your journey towards Batman Mordor, has it been like fucking up your brain chemistry? 100%. Yeah, what, I have to imagine. There's no way you're getting out of this. No. Are you getting nosebleeds? <laughs> I I was in a relationship with a girl briefly that what happened was we were hooking up and she asked and me... And she was a hooker and you yeah, strangled exactly, her. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, she asked me what I was thinking 
And the answer was Batman, because that's all I think about anymore. And I didn't want to say that, so I just panicked, and I said, I think we should be in a relationship. <laughs> and then we ended up in a relationship that neither of us wanted, and broke up after about two weeks. So after after you watch, like, Turkish Batman and all that, do you hear all the hate towards, like, Batman and Robin, or Batman v Superman, and you're like, you all know nothing? Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for those movies. Those, those sound great. <laughs> Everybody wanted to be there. Nobody was there by a court order. Yeah. That sounds amazing. The movie's in English. <laughs> yeah. I can tell, different. I can tell the characters apart. Uh, Batman doesn't ever take his dick out. <laughs> Batman doesn't just start skull-fucking people. This is an amazing movie. In Guys, the, it's going to make you so appreciative. In Batman, though, Piano to Arrows, Batman is just being cuckolded the whole time. <laughs> it's a time Batman porno where he's just nothing but cuckolded. And he just shows up to every fight with his hands up, like, ready to surrender. Doesn't even try and fight anybody. At, at least Catwoman fights people. Those are the movies that need director's commentary. Because <laughs> I know that they like to have good movies with director's commentaries. Sure. You know what I mean? They like to have movies where, uh, you know, and people want to hear what went into making The Revenant or whatever. Uh, these big extravagant... I want the biggest pieces of shit yeah. that we can possibly get. You have to sit down and say, this is what we were thinking, because I want to know what the fuck went wrong. Do a commentary for The Room. For yeah, Cold no, literally, two. yeah. That would be great. Birdemic. Yes. I want those. Yes. That's who I... I need to hear what you are thinking about each scene. Yes. Way more than I need to hear about what went... Because I get it. You did a good thing. You're good yeah. at making movies, and you made a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was Tommy Wiseau thinking in the, hello, how are you, scene of The Room? It's you, a, you see they're making a movie about the behind-the-scenes of that movie? No, but I'm desperately excited. It's going to be amazing. James Franco's playing Tommy Wiseau. Oh, shit. I thought it was like a documentary. They're making a... Feature an, like yeah. a, They're basically making a Tim Burton's Ed Wood. Exactly. It's exactly okay. what it is. Okay. I'm very excited for that. It's going to be amazing. Ed Wood, one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. I love Ed Wood. Uh, should we get into... This actual movie. I feel yeah. like we've been yeah. beating around the mulberry bush on this one. It's our first crossover. Right? This is our first crossover episode. We're getting to know each other. Yeah. Settling in. Uh, should we just go beat by beat on this? Let's uh, do the, the baseball card. The baseball card stats? Matt, do you have baseball card stats, or should I start filibustering? Uh, no, I, I got him. Uh, I know this movie was directed by a guy with one name. Yeah, I was about to say. Pilaf? Something P- like that? Pitoff. Pitoff. I was not as far off as I was supposed to be. He's like a French... I was so hoping you were going to say Sting. Yeah. <laughs> that Professional right. wrestler Sting directed this movie. Professional wrestler Wait, what do you mean? Wait, what do you mean? I thought we had Rockstar Sting. No, we have uh, Broken Scorpion Sting. <laughs> Somebody's fucked that up before where he's just... Professional WCW Sting has shown up in a big, long... Mac from his always sunny trench coat. <laughs> his painted face. His painted There's a, face. a guy I work with who's just every day he finds a way to wedge professional wrestling into the conversation. Do you work with Joe? Is it me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But every day there's like a timer in my mind, like, okay, how long are we going to get to that? <laughs> oh, 1030. <laughs> See, that was pretty good. He made it a while. Yeah. This guy, Pitoff, he's directed three movies in his career. What the first one movies? is called V-Doc, some French thing I'm sure. guessing. Okay. The Catwoman, and then Fire and Ice, The Dragon Chronicles, which was a TV movie. I've never heard of that. I've yeah. never heard of it. I desperately want to watch it. 
I can't believe he got work after this. I can't believe that he got a big Halle Berry Catwoman movie after one French movie. Right. What? How did he possibly this back his big, ass into that? No this is a big idea. movie. Yeah. This is a big deal. This Catwoman. This Catwoman after the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman, which people remember very fondly, unfortunately. This yeah, we did that movie. Yeah, we did that movie. It's a terrible movie. The Michelle Pfeiffer stuff is pretty good. Although, when he watches it, I'm sure you'll love oh, it. Oh, you'll love it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's compared to stuff I've been watching, it's going to be amazing. But, and uh, I don't blame you. You're probably correct in that. Yeah. It's relative. Right. This is really just... Your podcast is just a journey into gratefulness. Yes. It really yeah. is. It's I'm just, learning to appreciate. Yeah. Fat, Fat Man B. Superman is going to be like almost the end. Like by that point, we're going to be just blown away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. You're literally going to be like if our grandmother watched they, Fat Man B. Yeah. Superman. <laughs> they pointed the camera in the right direction and everything. Yeah, exactly. This is incredible. There's color. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear all the sounds clearly. Uh, this movie, of course, as we said, starred Halle Berry, Benjamin Bratt, Lambert Wilson, Francis Conroy, Alice Borstein is in it. Sharon Alice Borstein is the horniest side character alive in this movie. <laughs> She's never not trolling for cock. Yeah. <laughs> Successfully, she, at times. Yeah. <laughs> she, of course, uh, people probably know her as the voice of Lois Griffin. Yeah, she's the voice of Lois she's Griffin. She's also on Mad TV. Yes. Yeah. So, she is a well-known person, yeah. and Sharon Stone plays the big villain yes. of the movie. It's a good guy. Kind of a swerve villain, actually. Yeah, Sharon Stone was not doing very much at this time. Sure, but it's still, still a name. No, no, I'm saying this was uh, uh, supposed to be her stepping back out, uh, <laughs> and it did not work out. No, it did not. Because uh, when you need a supervillain, who do you get? Sharon Stone. Yeah, of course. Uh, it was released in July 19th, 2004. Uh Around your birthday, Joe. Sure. You should have gone for your birthday. Cancer season. Don't like saying it. <laughs> Everybody has like Sagittarius season, or we're in uh, Aquarius season, or so. I don't, I'm a Cancer. Uh, we can keep moving. It's Cancer time. <laughs> <laughs> Who's ready for Cancer? This movie had a budget of a hundred million dollars. You want to guess how much it made? Ooh boy! I, I gotta say, it lost a lot of money. I'm gonna say like eighty-five. No, I think this. It, I think this made a little bit of money. One thirty-one. Eighty-two. No shit. Yeah. Damn. They were definitely setting this up to be like a franchise. Oh, yeah. 100%. They set it up so they don't even and, need Halle Berry right. to come back, necessarily. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, it's a mantle. Although, we'll get to this so at the end of the movie. I don't know what her next thing is, because this is such a personal uh, villain for her. Yeah. Sure. And I'm not sure where, it's not like she has, it's not like she has a beat. It's not like she has to go protect Gotham. No, she's, it's, she's they, like they kind of played up the fact that she's not a hero exactly, but she's also not a villain, which made it so it's not clear what she's going to do and what she wants. And I believe there was a line, I'm not good, I'm not bad, I'm just Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> How do we have 28 writers on this? Because I feel like, and I really mean this, I feel like this is a first draft. Yeah. There's I feel so like this is a first draft. I wrote down that I, I don't want to jump ahead, but there's some gems coming oh, down. Oh, it's... Everybody is constantly delivering the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody is the fucking coolest. Yeah. And everybody is delivering the trailer line the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to go ahead and guess the Rotten Tomatoes score? Uh, 3%. It's got to be high. Three's... Nothing gets three. It's got to be like 12. Nine. Wow. Damn. You're, you're closer than Joe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Single digits. I didn't go over. Price rolls your boys with it. Doing pretty well. You went over in the budget or in the box office. Okay, I don't know if we keep a score. <laughs> you brought it up. Don't make me look bad in front of. Listen, sidebar. <laughs> don't make me look bad in front of Danny here. And we're back. And we're back. Fucking asshole. Uh, so you just want to hop right into the plot? Yeah. Let's get into the plot breakdown. First of all, 
Let's talk about the credits first before we even get. But that's what that's what the first thing I was going to say is Uh, it starts off with her like underwater. Yes, it does. It starts in the middle of the movie and then jumps back. But she wasn't even underwater. She's like floating on top of the water. Was she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I remember when she came out and she had like all the vegetation and stuff on her. Yeah, and sludge and stuff on her. Yeah. So yeah, it starts off in the middle and then jumps back to the beginning, which is stupid. First of all, 144 minutes is a crime. This movie is 144 minutes. And I had to watch it twice in the last 12 hours (laughs) because, Matt, we weren't sure if you were going to be a part of this, so I needed to watch it on my own. And then you came over and you and I watched it together. And... I'm not going to say I know what it feels like to watch Turkish Batman. <laughs> but watching Catwoman twice in a 12-hour period, I understand th- the feeling. Maybe not the magnitude, but the feeling of I'm it. I'm surprised Netflix allowed you to do it. Yeah, it, it, it's like, are you still watching this? Like, are you okay? I'm not going to say I understand what waterboarding feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some idea. This was, this was a rough movie to get through. This 144 felt... minutes, and twice in the last 12 hours, I paused it to see how much time was left, the exact same amount of time. One hour. One hour. Yeah. I had to watch this in like 10 minute increments. I couldn't take it all at once. Oh no, I shotgunned it twice. <laughs> oh god, I couldn't have done that. But yeah, these opening credits, which are basically showing the history of cats. Yeah. I feel like they're trying to impress me, like, wow, Russia. <laughs> they keep, like, popping up, like, yeah, like, places, and I'm supposed to be like, wow, the United Kingdom. Yeah. It's like, cool. Like, newspaper headlines and, like, books showing cats. There's one newspaper headline that made me crack up, uh, new cat breed sold here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh... The slowest news days yeah. possible <laughs> There's also throughout time. a newspaper headline, feline migration. <laughs> uh... This really, and they set it up a little bit later, but they are setting up in these credits that there's a Catwoman generationally. It's, Is it generally? They're chosen. I think it's just that... Uh, yeah, it's not necessarily like, it's not a Buffy situation. Like, oh, this one's where, dead. Where, like, oh, so. Selena Kyle died, and now Constance... Patience Patience, Patience Phillips. Patience Phillips right. is sired. Like, I don't think it rolls over like that. But that is kind of what they're setting up. Or it's, it's a little Buffy-like. It's a li- I think it's... I'm not sure if we'll get to Ophelia. I don't think there has to be just one at one time, though. I think there could be... There could be multiple. Yeah. A Justice League of Catwomen. Yeah. <laughs> what, is there- it, what is this, a Justice League full of Catwomen? <laughs> <laughs> I think there could be more than one at one time. I think there could be none for, like, a couple hundred years. I yeah. I don't think there has to be. Yeah. You just, if you're worthy. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I'm with that. Uh, yeah, and that takes really, really long, and she's just, like, talking about her death. Here's the first note I wrote. Uh, the day I died is the day I truly started to live. Subnote, I hate you, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) That is the line that this movie starts with. The day I watched Catwoman is the day I started to live. (laughs) Yeah, because I no longer have to watch this movie again. It's been hanging over me like a specter. (laughs) We've had several movies like that where it's just like, well, glad I don't have to watch that again. Yeah, well, never going back to Green Lantern. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I might watch Fantastic Four again. Probably won't, but I won't, like, campaign against it. Yeah. <laughs> is this as bad as uh, Fantastic Four or Green Lantern? Oh, this is worse. This is worse. Yeah, this, this is, is worse. This is one of the worst movies we've watched. Yeah. It's like, one of the best you've watched. Yeah. <laughs> one of the worst we've watched. compared to Ghost Rider. Oh, my God. Ghost Rider 1? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, it's, better, it's worse than Ghost Rider 1. Yeah, it's worse than Ghost Rider 1. It's in contention with Ghost Rider 2. Yeah, Ghost Rider 2 is a hot pile of garbage. Listen in Friday for our list episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see... Because this is going to go on the list, Yes, right? this will okay. be on the list. People might be surprised uh, about what my worst movie is. 
Well, you said on the podcast which one it is, so I don't know if it. I, I said it at the time, but hey, you, we'll see. It could change, Captain and we're going to argue about it because I don't <laughs> agree. I don't agree with <laughs> what I'm very surprised. Yeah, a lot of people love it. I don't. Uh, so stay tuned. This, now they cut to the actual story, and it starts with Patience Phillips, who of course is Halle Berry, not Selena Kyle. Uh, she There's is, nothing except the name Catwoman that plugs this into the DC universe. No. Right. There is zero holdover from the DC universe Catwoman. And Batman begins to a year later. <clears throat> yeah, no, this is... They had every opportunity to make a great movie. Yeah, I mean, there's... Even the costume doesn't look anything like any version of Catwoman other than they both have a mask and a whip, and that's pretty much the extent of... Yeah, yeah. It, it literally is like somebody heard about Catwoman from a tweet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I'll make a movie on it. Yeah, yeah. like ears. Yeah, <laughs> there was twenty eight writers on this. I know, None I know. of them got it right. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even say Gotham. They never no, said the they city. Never once. Yeah, that's right. I, it's, we just assume it is. Yeah, it, it's it's like they just had the rights to Catwoman and like, well, we got to do something with this. Let's just. We got this other movie. We'll just uh, put them together. Yeah, yeah it's it's very, it really is like that. Like they just plugged in the cat stuff a little later. Yeah, but it, she was just supposed to be a random superhero X. Yeah, yeah. And they just they had the rights to Catwoman and uh, let's change your costume. Let's put some ears on her costume. I would have loved at the end of the movie she just flew away. <laughs> like, <laughs> they never show her flying, but just at the end of the movie, like grease. Like yeah, literally, yeah. she just greases out at the end. Yeah. <laughs> So, Best ending to a movie ever. Okay. Best ending to a movie. They just fly away. That's the greatest. <laughs> sure, why not? And I remember I heard... But please. There was the, the fan theory... That's exactly what I was about to bring up. Yeah, that, uh, like, oh, maybe, like, Sandy drowned on that beach at the beginning. Yeah. Where she first met Danny. And uh, the director of the movie was just like, no, that's just how I wanted it to end. <laughs> no, we just needed a sh- an ending, so we said, how about they fly away? And that's exactly what we did. That's what they did. That's another similarity to Tom Rousseau, where uh, if you're the disaster artist, the book about the movie, there is a point where they've been filming. There's the a very strong theme in your life of investigating <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> There's a point where they've been filming for like six weeks. They had a script, they had all this footage, and he decided there should be a scene where his car dri- his character drives a flying car off the roof. And they said, Tommy, that doesn't fit anything that's happened when we shot so far. That's not even the same genre as what we've shot. <laughs> and why would he do that? And he's like, uh, I don't know, maybe my character is vampire? <laughs> uh, yeah, that also happened in Jurassic Park 2, where uh, they were halfway through filming the movie. They had filmed the first half of the movie, and uh, uh, Steven Spielberg... No, Steven Spielberg was just like, yeah, I want him to go to San Francisco now at the end of the movie. Where at the end of the movie is supposed to be, they jumped off a cliff or some pterodactyls flying after him. Now they're just like, oh, well, let's write something where they have to get to San Francisco for some reason. And it shows They were the taking movie. a T-Rex to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that movie. <laughs> yeah, that ending was not that was not the way it was set up. Really, <laughs> it was like with like three weeks left in filming, they were completely redid the end. I'm wow. trying. I'm trying to forget that there are any sequels to Jurassic Park. I yeah, it's really rough. It's that, movie. and there's Matrix. There's a couple of movies where you cannot acknowledge that anything came after it. That's right. Does Jurassic World count as a sequel? I mean, it kind of has to, right? Yeah, I don't no, think there was to. a Jurassic World. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that movie That's not never happened. Yeah. I think you're mispronouncing Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's called Parker. <laughs> yeah. So, and now we yeah, we meet Patience Phillips. She is uh, this timid woman who is a pushover. The fact that they named her Patience yeah. is just 
so over the top, just yeah. really hitting us over the head. It's like the Family Guy thing where Brian is writing a novel and his main character is named, like, Good Hugh Man. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be for the later generations to get. <laughs> yeah. And she's working for, she's a graphic designer at a uh, cosmetic company. Yeah. And her boss is a man named George Hedare, who is Lambert Wilson. He runs the company with his wife, Laurel, who is Sharon Stone. Uh, who just turned 40, so she's gross now. Yeah. <laughs> they they flat out tell us that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's that not is, me. That that's, is te- that's, that's text the in the movie. Yeah. That is text. We are not making anything up. Yeah, George is very uh, rude to Laurel in that regard. And he keeps throughout the movie dating side pieces and, like, introducing new models who Sharon Stone is hotter than. <laughs> Sharon Stone is still way hotter than any of the other women in this movie. Yeah, she Except for Halle Berry, maybe. You know, that's the conversation, really, is that those are your gold and silver, however you break it down. All the other women in this movie are just kind of, like, shruggable. You know, yeah. They're, they're pretty. They're pretty. You have to, like, think about it on Tinder. Like, yeah. yeah I'll read the bio. I'll read the bio. No See bio? Nah. Too risky. <laughs> You're not trying. Uh, the, they're about to launch this new anti-aging product called Boline, which sounds like bovine. I think it's Boline. Boline. Still, that's lazy. Uh, that uh, Laurel has been using for years. Laurel is the... Laurel is oh, Sharon Stone. Yeah, that's right. I thought she's the, the sidekick. Never mind. Yeah. No, yeah. that's Sally. Sally has also been using it. Oh, I know too much about this movie. I know the character names <laughs> off the top of my head. No, and Sally's been using it too. And she puts it on her face and she's immediately like, grabs it like, oh, I have a huge headache now. <laughs> like, yeah. She applies a medicine and immediately gets sick. And she's yeah. like, I wonder what's going on. <laughs> and that seems like it's going to go somewhere. It, there are no consequences. There's to that. never a consequence. She's always fine. Yeah, yeah. They never show her deteriorating or ha- she like passes she out. Died. She yeah. passes out at one time. But they they find out that the she, I thought she was gonna die. I wrote in my notes. She deserves her eventual death. <laughs> <laughs> she, they, uh, they they find out that there's these uh, this beauty cream is giving headaches, and if you stop using it, it they say that it like destroys you or melts you. But the the model that they were showing on the screen just looks like she has like really bad acne. Yeah, that's like the to me she almost looked. She had, she had like a Joker look going on. She had like the the Glasgow smile kind of thing. Yeah, it was like that kind of in that area, but it wasn't like she was like a monster. They kept saying she was like a monster, and like no, she was, you, like, you'd walk past people like that on the street. I yeah. went to high school with people who looked yeah. who looked like that. <laughs> look worse than that. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And uh, they weren't good looking, but they're, they're not. The stakes for this movie just don't seem that high. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Like, we, we've we applauded movies in the past. We're like, oh, small victory. Like, it's yeah. it's always great. But this is just, there's nothing. There's no victory. No. Like, Everybody does. Uh, so, Patience, she was the one who designed the uh, the uh, thing for Boleyn. The ad. The ad, yeah, thank you. The ad for Boleyn. And she was basically yelled at for it. Like, they didn't yeah, like it. Yeah, really yelled at. This is shit. This is bullshit. It's like... This is like a $300 million marketing campaign with one person working on it. Yeah. And their criticism of it was just like, I wanted it to be a slightly darker red. <laughs> yeah, it's like, not even close. Yeah. This red, slightly darker. First of all, a three-second fix. Right, yeah. I work in advertising. It's a three-second fix. Yeah, and they tell her you have until midnight tomorrow to fix this. Yeah, and she can't figure it out. Yeah. They also say you have until tomorrow to fix it. Then he clarifies, midnight. Yeah. As But he says that as though that's... Earlier, that's the latest part of tomorrow night. Yeah, no, I thought that too. Like, yeah, that's extending my deadline. Yeah. I would have thought it was Thanks, like 5 p.m. Yeah. Like, that's the normal time, but that's yeah, that's... A, by the end of the workday tomorrow. Yeah, by the end of the workday tomorrow. So Patience then goes home, and it's the first time that she sees a mysterious cat. 
cat on a motorcycle. One of the only enjoyable parts of this movie to me <laughs> is a cat sitting up on a motorcycle who I thought the first time, I thought the cat, like, nodded at her. <laughs> but uh, upon rewatching, that is not correct. <laughs> that was just in your head. Yeah. Uh, she goes to sleep, but is kept up by her loud neighbors, uh, which is a dumb... They, they went back to that a couple of times. Yes. Is she supposed to be poor? I couldn't tell if this was supposed to be the ghetto. Her loft is huge. It's enormous. It's huge. I feel like she's not poor because they play up a couple of times how she is sold out. She wanted to be an artist. Yeah. Uh, and now she has decided to, uh, she's just working on these advertising things, which, by the way, everybody does. If you're an artist, very few artists live off of their art. Especially you know what I mean? when you're starting out. You don't just, you're yeah. 20 years old and you're like a multi-millionaire painter. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, there's actually, there's some really great Rod Serling letters. A guy wrote him basically asking for money. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to ask anybody for money, why not Rod Serling, who you've never met? Of course. Uh, and Rod Serling, because he wanted to be a writer. And Rod Serling writes him back like, hey man, you just have to have like a regular job and then uh, do your writing on the side. You know, that's what all I did. That's what all my friends did. That's just what the grind is. is yeah. You have to... Let your passion fill up your free time. And the guy wrote back, go fuck you. Just, you should have given me money. I never asked people for money. What the fuck, Rod Sterling? Rod Sterling wrote back, like, you're never going to make it as a writer. Please stop bugging me. (laughs) So the next morning, uh, she sees what I assume is the same cat. And it has climbed up to a high ledge and is now stuck. Or looks, looks to be stuck. Why are these cats flocking to her? They think she's worthy. Or whatever. We never get any kind of explanations for, like, is it a birthright thing? Do they see something in her? But are these cats just constantly scanning everybody for There's worthiness? a little bit when she meets that crazy cat lady. Ophelia a, Powers? Is that her name? Yes. yes. That's a great name. When you're Ophelia yeah, Powers. She unravels the thing on the cat's... That's right. Yeah, is Ophelia Powers. You know who's originally supposed to play Ophelia Powers? Oh. Please tell me. Julie Newmar. No shit. Yeah. Julie Newmar. Who's Julie Newmar? Julie Newmar was Catwoman. She played yeah, Catwoman in the 66 of Dozer oh, Batman. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Eartha Kid and, Bill yeah. and uh, Julie Newmar. Uh, but that would have like, been great, but that also would have invited things about, like, is she a Catwoman? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would have been, yeah. been very confusing. Yeah. Like, is that just, like, like a nod to us, or is that canon? Yeah, am I supposed to be... How much am I supposed to be reading into that? They so, should have done... That would have made more sense that than what her role was. Yeah. Especially if they changed her name to Selena Kyle. Yeah, yeah, great. There's Selena Kyle. Yeah, like, yeah. That would have made a ton more sense. She's uh, all old and kind of fatter, like she is in Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. You know what I mean? The comic book where she's just like a big fat hooker. That would have been so much better. Yeah, it would have been great. She was mm-hmm. Madam Joseph. She was a Madam then. She was not a hooker. I apologize. You are correct. But the, the, she says something about how like the, the cat has seen her destiny and like his knows what's coming and has wanted to test her. Yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves, yeah. but yeah. Oh no, yeah, about like why they keep testing her, but right. it's never. I'm never. I never know why it's her. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll... It's never like how, with Hal Jordan. At least they say like you have the best willpower. We can see Earth. it inside of you. Yeah, the brains scan the Earth. They found the guy with the best willpower. Boom, you're it. Yeah. I get that, uh, but with this, uh, we don't get that. Did the cat know she was going to be murdered? I think so. The cat knew that they were gonna that somebody was gonna come by. And the cat minority reported her. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it said the cat knew her destiny. Later. Let's talk about this. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. When the, that cat is out on the ledge, Patience goes out to retrieve it, but a passing detective, Benjamin Bratt, 
uh, thinks she is suicidal, so he ends up rushing into her apartment to pull her back in. That's dumb as hell. You don't need to go rescue a cat on a ledge. Did this lady just move to New York? You live in New York. Nobody in New York is going out on a ledge to save a cat. No. Fuck that cat. You never go save cats. Cats can get down. Yeah. (laughs) He got up. He'll get down. Yeah. I had a lot of cats when I was a kid, and the, that's the vet told us, like, look, you never see a cat skeleton in a tree. They can, they can get that. <laughs> what a thug vet. <laughs> Listen, kid. If they get up there, you they like can get down. down on one knee with, like, five-year-old yeah. Danny. <laughs> Listen, kid. You ever see a cat skeleton in a tree? Me neither. They're going to be fine. Yeah. So, you know where you see cat skeletons? Come with me. <laughs> patience, patience realizes she's late for work, so in a hurry, she drops her wallet. And that's when uh, his name is Tom Lone. Uh, the names in this movie. <laughs> he tracks her down to her workplace. Yeah, he like goes through her wallet. Yeah. Very unprofessional as a cop. Yeah, and he does it with no compunction either, which yeah. I found very funny. He just picked up a wallet and immediately opened yeah. it up and started going through it. And I love that. And he kind of <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, and she's very trusting of her stalker cop. Yeah. Yes, and he uh, and they agree to go on a date. Uh, By the way, you would not know where she worked going through somebody's wallet. Let's Might have your home address. Not going to have your work address. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, and so, later that night, Patience goes to the production factory to give her artwork back, but she accidentally overhears that Bolin has the unsafe health problems, as we talked about. So, like a total dipshit, she like crashes into a bunch of stuff, alerting them to her presence. Oh, she immediately turns and knocks over everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I also worried she's still wearing the same clothes as the day before. That's an editing problem. Yeah. I feel like maybe they weren't. It was supposed to be tonight by midnight. That would have been a lot better. That would be more sense. You need to fix it tonight by yes. midnight because this is going out. Right. But they never get around to that. Yeah. It's tomorrow by midnight, which is a lot of time. Yeah. yeah it's like 30 hours. I do I do this kind of work. That's a lot of time. Yeah. You're fine. You can go <laughs> get lunch. Like, you can go... You can take you a can, nap. You can take a nap. No problem. Yeah, that's a lot of time. You can go home. Uh, Redo some colors? I knocked that out in 10 minutes. So she is now uh, being chased, basically. And... Uh, she eventually uh, gets into the sewer system. Yeah, uh, there's also a moment as they're chasing her where she's pressed up against some boxes, and yet she's still casting a shadow that they can see the shadow, but there's no light source behind her. Uh, no, that's cats. Yeah, it's, cat oh, it's, cats. it's always just Every, cats. Everything not seen is cat magic. <laughs> <laughs> We're literally told the cats are magical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, no, that's, that's, very, that's from the first shot of the. Uh, 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 credits. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, she, the cat that has been appearing in front of her appears. Oh, I know. Sorry. Got ahead of myself. Uh, she is basically, she's trapped and then flushed into the river where she drowns, which is where we saw from the beginning of the movie in the credits. Which is a very bug thing, but not a very cat way to die. For some reason, that annoyed me. What's a, what's a very cat way to die? I don't know. I'm mean, need to get not in a tree. Clearly, uh, as we have <laughs> yeah. learned, yeah. Uh, old age. Yeah, <laughs> get choking on something. Uh, Eat some chocolate. I don't know. So the cat that's been appearing in front of patients appears by her body, and sure. other cats start gathering around her. She's surrounded by like a dozen cats, and the cat like throws up on her. <laughs> he, like, makes out with her. No, he it's not like, the yeah. mouth with her. Like, yeah, breathes on her. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, yeah. Our cats did that. Yeah, our our cat did that. Uh, just never got some powers from it. Just, just like burped on you. 
<laughs> I never got any cat powers because of it. <laughs> just got grossed out. <laughs> so, just, just loved him less. <laughs> yeah. So Patience wakes up and drags herself uh, home. But but as she when she wakes up, she's got something like cat senses. Yeah. But it's like a bird that she can see far off. It looks like it's flying like right in her face. Like it's like she has three D glasses on now, and she sees like a spider. She acts like she's tripping. Yeah, but she sees the spider, and, like, she can, like, zoom in on it, and then she starts swatting at it, and, like, can't catch it. Like, this is, it seems like her senses have gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cats have better senses, yeah. senses especially yeah. reflexes. Yeah, she's yeah. less able to live in the world around her. Her right. senses are inherently worse. Like, I could have caught that spider. It wasn't <laughs> <laughs> She's also going around with black mud on her face. It looked like blackface. Not for nothing. It looked like she was crawling around in blackface. But she is a black woman. I know. It was even more confusing. <laughs> very meta. So she, her, yeah, she's very off and she, her movement's kind of uncontrollable and she ends up breaking the glass of her own window. You know, like a cat. <laughs> she just jumps up on the fire escape and just punches through her own window. Our cat would have done that if he given the chance. <laughs> So when her neighbors uh, start their unusually loud party again, uh, she yells at them to be quiet, but they again ignore her. Uh, and, you know, the old patients back down. This one does not. And she bursts down their door and beats up the host, like, right there, like a cat. Yeah. And uh, shuts the party down. See, that's the thing. Sometimes she is just a cat of a person. <laughs> and sometimes she's a person with cat powers. Like, it, there's no similarity between that person who grows in and breaks up that party and the same woman who is rubbing a ball of catnip on her face. Right. And running away because she's in the rain. Hissing yes. at dogs. Hissing at dogs. Yeah, they're just not the same person. And it's also all these things... All Cats these... are not super aggressive. No. They're the opposite. That's exactly They're the most right. passive animals I know. Cats are... It's mostly napping. Yeah. That's, that would be... <laughs> Laying in sunbeams. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a great movie. Cats are running at loud noises and spraying beer all over the speakers. And that's not <laughs> a cat-like behavior. Her acting like an actual cat, like a real life, like going through those motions would have been wonderful. Yeah. Moving from sunbeam to sunbeam. <laughs> <laughs> if she'd been dog woman, I could see her being more aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, just very uh, wanting affection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she sees somebody's hand draped. She's like starts rubbing her own head on the hand. <laughs> so she wakes up the next morning and tries to dismiss everything as a dream. Uh, but her memories of what happened uh, before, like, the broken glass, it's all a blank, and so she just goes to work, as you do. Uh, so, at work, George loudly yells at uh, patients in front of everybody for not handling, for not handing in her project. It's really Orwellian, the basic plot here, that a person died and became a superhero so they didn't have to lose their job. Right. Did we skip over the scene where she goes to the crazy cat lady? No, that's coming up. Oh, it's coming up. That might be coming up in the description. I think we may have oh, skipped it. over. But oh, because we'll... she returned the cat the yeah. first time. Yeah. yeah. She returned the cat to Ophelia Powers. Yeah. Yeah. She finds the uh, the address on the cat's collar and uh, goes there. It's a crazy cat lady who tells her the cat is an Egyptian Mao, which has powers, and then throws catnip at her and she starts rubbing it all over her face. Sure. Like you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but that's what happens. Does she need a litter box? <laughs> is that supposed to be canon in this movie? Maybe she can't use a toilet. She's physically just, like, can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> just batting at it. She can't use a bed anymore. She keeps Clearly. sleeping on... But 
Cats can fall asleep like anywhere. She falls asleep on just random places, but on a pile of pillows. Like a narcoleptic. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone looking in would just think she's had a stroke of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, George is berating her, but then she uh, chews him out in front of everybody. And everybody's like, oh shit, and she gets fired. And then they all give her a standing ovation. And... That was a weird scene. That was a very weird scene. Because, <laughs> again, she's super aggressive, which is not a cat thing. Yeah. But she has... Ophelia t- does say she has the power of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> she says that. That's a line in this movie. She has the power of confidence. Yeah, she looks like fucking Halle Berry. <coughs> so it's really fucking easy. I get annoyed when people are like, oh, Jerry, you should have more confidence. No. Uh, look at Chris Evans. He has a ton of confidence. Like, yeah, he's a gorgeous man. Yeah. Clearly he has confidence. Yeah. Oh, you mean the gorgeous millionaire is able to get through life pretty easy? And it's also hard to sympathize with in this scene because she didn't do her work yes. and then yelled at her boss and she got fired. It's like, well, I kind of understand. No, she she deserved the firing yeah. and then some. Yeah, yeah, no, she earned that. Hard. So she packs up her things and while she and her friends are walking home, she hisses at dogs. Yes. Uh... And so, thank God that's included in the official plot. Yeah, <laughs> when she's questioned about it, she says her she blames it on allergies. So uh, she also wants to buy a new like collar like necklace because she's a cat. Sure. Yeah. Why? Why do cats like diamonds? <laughs> that's not a cat thing. No, like our cat would eat a diamond. <laughs> she, uh, she's of course though she is not unemployed. But once she goes home again, she sees. Uh, she sees the same cat again. Oh, and also her her best friend just faints on the streets. Yeah, because she's sick. Yeah. Is that from the face cream? Yes, I think it's supposed to be from the face. The face cream is fucking with her so much, but we never get any kind of... It was not clear. There's no rise in that action yeah. ever. Because later she's in the hospital, and all she's ever doing is this macabre, like, George Carlin kind of thing of, like... Oh, you know, doctors always just trying. Like you know, you know what I mean. Just it's like a horny George Carlin though. She's just yeah, like, trying to very fuck. Very horny. Off. She's constantly trying to fuck, but she's never sick. She's in pigtails in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. she's walking around in like a paper gown, but like her legs are crossed and she's yeah. being really flirty. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and all that really happens is she eventually just stops using the face cream. And it's fine. It's fine. By what we're meant to understand in this movie, like she should be scarred and fucked up and yeah. There's none of that. So now Patience goes back to Ophelia Powers and is like, can you feel him? And is like, what's the deal? And she just, she basically tells her the entire story that like history has always had women with the senses and agility of a cat because they're worthy or something. Unto every generation one is born. (laughs) And uh, she says Patience and Catwoman are two completely different people, yet they are one. So sure, why not? Uh, so now, is this like is this like how I'll like make a resolution to start dieting while eating <laughs> chips and guacamole? You know what I mean? Like, have you ever done that? Like, I'm gonna eat better tomorrow in the middle of a really shitty dinner. Yeah, yeah, I do that all the time, uh, and I feel like this is the same kind of thing. So now is when she basically like dons her new persona. She like, cuts her hair. The part of the problem with the the two different personas thing is it's not there aren't hard lines between the one and the other. They're kind of sometimes she's more aggressive and sometimes she's more passive. Yeah, with no rhyme or reason but as it, to. Yeah, it's not clear when where one starts and one ends. There's no trigger. There's no there's no journey of discovering who she is, what her powers are, what her limits are. There's no journey. It's just 
sometimes she stumbles into being that person, yeah. and sometimes she doesn't. She's almost a werewolf at times in this movie, yeah. basically. Like the scene where she got fired, she kept being really aggressive and standing up for herself and being very confident and self-assured, and then immediately being like, oh, God, I'm so sorry, please don't be mad at me, I'm so sorry. Yeah, she just switches between the two so quickly, and for no reason. Jack, very Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Except Jekyll and Hyde, at least there's a clear transformation. Yeah, they turn into different people, yeah. but with her, it's it's moment to moment. So it just means she's just a very inconsistent character. Yes. it's That's that's her superpower. It's just <laughs> it's being inconsistent. Yeah. I, Unreliability. Yeah. It basically. I don't know, I don't think this uh, has the scene of the date between... The quote-unquote date. Yeah, where they play basketball. The yeah. one-on-one basketball scene, which we need to talk about. She goes and finds Benjamin Bratt, uh, Doan or whatever. Tom Lone. Tom, Tom Lone at the school. He's, he's giving an elementary school class. He's, yeah, he's giving a speech to an elementary school class that he reportedly helps out with all the time. Like, give us your gun. Yeah, <laughs> the, it, it appears to be the very first day, but whatever. Yeah, he's like, you can do anything. You can be whatever. You uh, you could fight crime as a cat. Whatever. Uh, if they explicitly say, there is no teacher here. Yes. This is just him. Yeah. They make that... They have a line saying there is no other adult here. Uh, and then they go out to the schoolyard, and uh, uh, Catwoman, I was trying to think of her name, Constance. Constance Patience. shows up. Patience, fuck. Patience shows up, like, oh yeah, the uh, station told me where you were. Was just a uh, police station would never just tell you where a cop is. They're, they're, <laughs> the like, police station said you're at your second job yeah, at yeah. elementary school. Yeah. Uh, and they all get outside, and all the kids immediately start chanting for the adults to play one-on-one against each other. <laughs> <laughs> and then follows the worst scene in the movie. She's in, like, high heels. She's in high heels. There's, like, a shot of her ass for no reason yeah. in the middle of it. Uh, it's the Coolio motorcycle scene of the movie. It's really bad. Yeah, and they never t- they never take a shot. They take one shot. They keep getting the ball stolen from each other. They keep getting other. the ball stolen from each other. It's just all dribbling. Yeah. yeah. And her, like, jumping off the wall, and... What, yeah. what does being a cat have to do with basketball? Well, cats play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It's not even like there's an air bud for cats. No. Like, there's no cat-basketball relationship at all. By the way, the scene ends with a charge. That's a foul. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, she fouls him when yeah. she dunks on him. It, uh, no, it, it also... But uh, they are fucking we, flirting in front of these children. Yes. Uh, yeah, like, just so... Uh, like he's like pulling up his shirt and just yeah, like showing off his ass. She's like yeah. shaking her ass. Yeah. yeah. Also, Come on, y'all. Let's talk about the that lesson he was teaching the kids, where it's this kind of vague philosophical. There's good and evil inside all of us, and you've got to fill yourself up with good. And some people will choose evil. Yes. Hey, man, you can put a cut. You can just like push the good part today. Right. Like, when yeah. they when they were teaching us dare, they weren't like some of y'all are gonna do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get real. Yeah. Like, let's be you. realistic yeah. about this. I dare you to not do drugs. Don't <laughs> dare me to do things. Yeah. Like, Don't dare an eight year old not to do something. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna work well. Uh, it's 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 shocking. It's horrible. And then they say. In the movie, that he can't work with others. Yes. Yet he's a helper at a school. And a cop. Right. Uh, and a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah those are two jobs. Where he's you... the worst cop. Yeah. He's constantly breaking the law and stalking her, and it's bad. Yeah. 
In both Benjamin Bratt's superhero movies, he's a basketball player. <laughs> yes, he was also in Doctor Strange, if you uh, remember. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet. It's pretty good. He's playing basketball in that, too. <laughs> I, it looks like a good movie, so I can't, yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah. watch it. He's fine in it. It was pretty good. Me and Matt started a podcast about it, then got into an argument and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't about necessarily Doctor Strange. No, it was about one of the post credits. Me and him just got to like a fuck you, fuck you kind of argument, and I stormed off. <laughs> I'm so fascinated, because you, you've talked about this a little in the podcast, that there yeah. are like lost episodes. Yeah, that's <laughs> the major one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've, the Doctor Strange reaction episode. You need to do like a compilation of all the lost episodes. I would listen to that. We may put them out as a paid thing. It's a paid. Thing. <laughs> if you want to hear us scream at each other, yeah, and then then just the laptop slamming. <laughs> so, it's good. We can laugh about it. Yeah. So patience finds. Uh, a leather outfit that she once received as a gift but never wore. Yes. And has now puts on the mask that uh, apparently Ophelia gave her. She finds the man who had tried to shoot her before drowning her. But after a fight, uh, she learns he had no idea who he was when he killed her. Or exactly why he suddenly was called in to eliminate her. Wait, yes. did we... No, but this is after a couple of things. Because he's yeah. just reading off of Wikipedia summary. Okay. So, uh, I we, we, an IMDb summary, I apologize. So we can uh, plug in here small things that they miss. Small things like Google coming to the rescue. Uh, because she looks up what's going on with her. Yes. And she looks up the phrase, cats plus women. And, <laughs> and then immediately pulls up, cat diabolical cults? Yeah. <laughs> like She also look, looks up... Uh, the cat in history. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever been on the internet, but there's a couple of cats online. Yeah. Like, cats are a thing online. <laughs> For you... I can't imagine how deep in the internet... I almost wanted to do this as a, a, a an experiment. How deep you would have to go in the Google search results, how many hundreds of pages back, right. to get to anything cat diabolical. Honestly, let's look up right now. What do you get if you search cats plus women? And also cats in history. The cat I'll look up. History. I'll look up the cat in history. Danny filibuster. Uh, I uh, have uh, facts about cats and women. <laughs> <laughs> How cats and women are similar. It's a YouTube video. I have twenty three million nine hundred thousand results <laughs> for the cat in history. Uh, it's a lot of ancient Egypt stuff. Uh, it's a brief history of house cats by the Smithsonian. Not sure why we're wasting research on that. I have cats and human menstrual cycles. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Alley Cat Allies, the 21 most famous cats in history. Top you know, cats this is all here. useful information you'd want if you were becoming a cat woman. Absolutely. <laughs> well, no, one of the searches related to the cat in history is the cat in history, cat woman. Mm. So, clearly... When you become a cat woman, this is one of the first things you do, right. is you look up the cat in history. Maybe that's, like, on another cat's collar. Yeah. It's like, call Ophelia Powers. Okay, great. And then you search another one, it's like, look up the cat in history on Google. <laughs> great. She also, uh, she sees some guys robbing a jewelry store, and she... By right. the way, when you look up the cat in history, Catwoman, nothing on the front page has anything to do with the movie Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she stops a robbery. Yeah. And she's got a, a mask now, and she uh, she does some like kind of Spider Man wall crawling and, and flipping and, and kicking because that's what cats do. Yeah, she, she's literally like crawling down walls. At one it's time. very Spider Man. She basically yeah. is Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, when you think about it, except Spider Man didn't die, and it's good. Um, <laughs> and that was a good movie. Yeah, and that was a really some good of those movies were. Good. Uh, the second one most, was good, and the Sandman good. stuff in the third one was really good. Yeah, uh, and we'll get to the Amazing Spider Man one day. Yeah, yeah. Probably this upcoming year. This movie sends nothing but terrible messages throughout, right? To everybody. To everybody about everything. 
The only person I think that comes across well throughout this movie to me hmm. is Alex Borstein. Yeah. She's the only person where I'm like, she knew what movie she was in. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like Sharon Stone might have known what movie she was in. Also, there is a Yahoo Answers thing. I want to look up cats in history like in Catwoman. <laughs> what is the, the, description? the description to ancient Egypt to now? Best answer is then just a Wikipedia link to cats. <laughs> <laughs> Someone got real tired of their bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you need permission to do that? Somebody look up cast in history. Can do it. Yeah. Well, somebody also answers. Well, you can go to the public library. Six three six point six is where you will find cat books. Somebody Dewey decimal this guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever seen. I want to answer this person. I want to get to know this person. <laughs> do you like that movie? Does anyone can anyone teach me how to do a Google search? <laughs> This person knows Yahoo Answers, but doesn't know how to search. I kind of want to, for, especially for the bad movies, this might be good for you, too, uh, is Yahoo Answers about the movie that we're doing, <laughs> just to see what people were confused about. Sure. You know what I mean? That might be a segment. Sure. We might be doing that. We're not going to do that. I'm not going to remember. No, we're going to I might steal that. <laughs> uh, have at it. So she uh, she stops these guys from robbing the store. And there's a one moment where she... She, like, surfs on an unconscious guy. He's, like, really... Floors have been waxed, and she just jumps on his body, and just, like, it slides into the wall head first. Oh, yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. It's the... The action is terrible. Nothing ever makes sense about what's going on. Uh, if Halle Berry didn't look like Halle Berry, it would be the... It is the worst costume of all time. Yeah. We can agree on that, right? This mm-hmm. is the worst superhero costume I've ever seen. Yeah. And in all these fight scenes, she just seems so overpowered. Nobody poses any kind of a threat there. Yeah. Ever. This yeah. movie, everybody in this movie thinks it is, they are the coolest. Yeah. And this movie thinks it's the coolest. There's one moment where she says, meow, and then she kicks a guy in the face. <laughs> this is l- lonely lady fan fiction yeah. at this point. Yeah. Is really what it is. So she then steals all the diamonds that those guys were going to steal. They're like masks and stuff, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, they were stealing, like, cat masks and stuff. Like, it was, like, a, a, something at the Smithsonian about cats yeah. that they also happen to have a bunch of diamonds at. And uh, then the police go to investigate, and they find all the jewelry in a bag that says, sorry. <laughs> she just returns the... Yes, which leads to the best scene in the movie, the handwriting expert. Yes. Uh, the handwriting expert, who Benjamin Bratt takes a cup that... Uh, Constance wrote. Yeah, after they have another date. Patience. Patience. Oh, fuck, I keep saying Constance. Uh, so he brings that, and they have the bag that says sorry, because she writes sorry a lot. Why does Catwoman even write sorry? That doesn't fit with her character at all. But well, he also, that he had a run-in with Catwoman at that point, and they kissed. Catwoman and Officer Lone. I'll be honest, I saw this movie twice, I'm gonna have to take your word for it, I don't no, remember. That didn't come until later. You're talking about the scene in the theater? In the opera? Uh... According to this, is before. Because I think that, that that would make sense, that, like... Because then he goes on the date with uh, patients, and he thinks that they're the same person. So he goes for, like, a DNA test for some That reason. comes a little later. The DNA test comes later, but first it starts with the handwriting. Oh, okay, part. yeah, I fucked that up. Uh, where he's like, this person is shy, and uh, they timid. Uh, timid, and they can't get their stuff together, and they're probably late with their rent. Like, he's saying <laughs> yeah. all of these things that you would never know about a person. He's right. like, but this person, uh, I bet they fuck like crazy, or whatever he ends up saying. Uh, best line in the movie, 
if you could get these two people into a room together, now that would be a party. What does that mean? Because what better party than somebody who's crazy aggressive and somebody who's incredibly timid? Right. <laughs> That's sure to lead to fireworks. Yeah. No, it leads to somebody sitting in the corner on their phone yeah. and somebody... On coke in the middle of your party. <laughs> it leads to some one person being very uncomfortable, and the other person just dominating the conversation. Yeah, and, and having zero knowledge that they're making everyone uncomfortable. Yeah. That sounds like a horrible party. It's a horrible party. It's every party I've ever been to. Yeah. yeah. I see where I messed that up. I see where I'm at now. So she, Catwoman, is uh, over a body of a murdered man, a murdered doctor, who is partially responsible for her quote-unquote death. And he, and she, he's dead. But a janitor walking by sees her over the dead body and is like, oh, she killed that guy. Classic foible. Yeah. And she is... She she does like a Don Knotts take to him. No! So not me! Get, I'm, I missed that part. I thought she genuinely did kill that No, guy. she walked in on that guy. I think Sharon Stone killed that guy. Yeah, or that had that sense. guy killed. Yeah. That makes more sense. <laughs> so now she's a wanted criminal and she sneaks into uh, the private residence of her boss. Yes. Every line from this part of the movie on is delivered with a rampant sexual intensity. Mm-hmm. Not unlike a young Brando. Yeah. Everybody is just full on like, you can't handle anything. Like, yeah. they can't hold back a single thing. And there's also a, like a TV thing where the, um, the CEO of the company is giving a press conference announcing that the product is still going to be released despite the fact that one of the scientists was murdered. Like, yeah, As no if shit. that would possibly hold back anything. Yeah. <laughs> or anyone would know it. It's it, This movie acts like everybody in this city is following this fucking product right. release so goddamn closely. Right. Like it's a like it's a Trump Twitter timeline. Is that a thing where people even know that a new makeup is coming out? Danny, look at me. Do I look <laughs> like I know? Do I look like I, I know? I don't know. Is that... We, this, we need to have a woman... Here. This is where Chelsea would have been good. This is where Chelsea would have helped a lot. I don't think people know. Uh, I, I would be very surprised. Yeah. So, but what do I know? All of the alcohol I drink ends with the words light or with lime. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a cultured person. So uh, she is now talking with Laurel, trying to tell her all the terrible effects of Boleyn. But uh, the police intervene, and... That is where Benjamin Bratt comes into contact with Catwoman. Yes. And they have a sexy fight where it uh, ends with her kissing him, and she flees. Yes. The cops were there. It, is this where Sharon Stone killed her husband already, right? No. No, okay. That's later. Spoiler show. Uh, so. I hope I'm spoiling it be, for anyone listening to this, because I hope to God they didn't watch Catwoman. We had a, a thing early on in this podcast where we thought people were going to be watching these movies along Under with no us. circumstances. And so far, I, I, every movie we watch, I'm like, please don't. Yeah. Please don't watch it. Under no circumstances us. am I watching yeah. Turkish Batman. Yeah. Under no circumstances. How far into to your show? Because you're watching like every superhero movie. It's eventually like, we're going to run out. Yeah, eventually you're going to have to do Turkish Batman. Eventually I think we might like uh, uh, pivot over to like... Justice League TV show, you know what I mean? Just like mm-hmm. animated, movies. animated movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Or, you know, we'll do two or three episodes of Luke Cage or something, you know, something like that. So let's say this podcast goes on for another ten years. You're saying you're never going to get into weird <laughs> stuff like that? Oh, boy. Good boy. You really put me on the spot here, Danny Rathbun. <laughs> I feel like I'm signing a contract or something. <laughs> hey, good I feel, thing like these... I feel like I'm signing a mortgage here. Come on. Good thing these movies are still coming out. Yeah, yeah. honest to God. Uh, by the way, people are always saying, like, uh, every movie has Iron Man in it or whatever. You know, there's just so many. There's, like, five superhero movies this year. Yeah. Fuck the fuck off. <laughs> Get off yourself. 
I only go to five movies a year, so... Yeah, right? Yeah, it's throwing me off. So, now is when uh, Tom and Patience are, are on their date. At the carnival. T- and he tells her about his encounter with Catwoman. She, uh... Does he know that it's her at this point? He, it seems yeah, like he, he does. He seems to be sus- He's suspicious. Because he takes a cup to a police lab where analysis proves that Patience and Catwoman are the same person. Yeah, that was the handwriting scene. Yeah. doesn't prove they're the same person. It proves that... Uh, patience and well, no, he, Catwoman. They said he, take a, he took a cup. The cup that said sorry. Oh, no, yeah, no, this is the DNA testing. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know there was a DNA testing. I, I missed it twice. I missed it twice. Goddamn. So, Catwoman then, uh, she wakes up, receives a call from Laurel who says she's found evidence of her husband's crimes. Catwoman goes to their residence only to fall for a trap. Yeah, Jor- she breaks into the house like really stealthily and cat-like and then she's just walking around and... Uh, the woman walks up behind her and hits her with a golf club. Yeah. Like, it's not subtle. No, not at all. No, she may as well, like, blow an air horn in the back of her yeah. head yeah. Uh, to startle her. And uh, George has been fatally shot. Yes, she shot the shit out of her husband, and then she blames Catwoman. Frames her. Frames Catwoman, throws her a gun. Yeah. Uh, Catwoman's spider-like reflexes have, uh... Uh, betrayed her. I think we, we skipped over some stuff. Cause they, she broke into the house once before, and that's when yes. she got hit with the club. And then Accurate. she comes back. Yeah, this is her coming back. I don't think she got hit with the club here. Yeah. Uh, there's also a, a line... Why does this have two <coughs> scenes of her breaking into the same house? Yeah. There's, there's a line when the CEO is still alive where uh, his wife and him are arguing, and she yells at him, Resist the urge to date children born the same day they invented the cell phone. Amazing yeah. line. Day, not year. Not, yeah, day. not day. The, the day. day they invented the cell phone. Which, by the way, even at this time, was a long time. Do you know when the cell phone was I invented? looked it up. It was 1973, so that those women would be 31. Yeah, that's very age-appropriate. Not yeah. necessarily age-appropriate, but that's fine. Yeah, that's not. But yeah, nobody would, nobody would think out of it. Yeah, yeah, a 31-year-old woman. Yeah, dating a 45-year-old guy? It's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes enough sense. <laughs> what if he had come back with that? They'd be 31. <laughs> Maybe that just shows that this it's movie... It's not that weird. Yeah, what was it, 73? Maybe this movie was supposed to come out in, like, 91. In 91, that would be weird. Yeah, like, well, no, yeah, I'm saying, like, they were supposed to be, like, 18 years yeah. old at the time, yeah. That just seems like a really specific fetish. Like, <laughs> what day were you born? Oh, no, not the same day they invented a cell phone. Just keeps clicking through yeah. chat rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone here born April 28th, 1973? He doesn't care what the fuck they look like. No. Just that is all they need to... Uh, but we did skip over the Cirque du Soleil scene. If anybody wants to talk about the Cirque du Soleil scene. Yeah. Where yeah. she runs through a Cirque du Soleil thing, and that's where she fights Benjamin Bratt. Yeah. That's uh, and he's, is. like, handcuffing her, and they're, like, play-fighting and half-fucking. It's really bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, it just sucks. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, Benjamin Bratt is really able to keep up with her. Yeah, he's Batman. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what it felt like. Like he was gonna like inherit some kind of thing. As long as they're just throwing out everything about Catman, Catwoman, they should make him Dogman or something. Get, <laughs> no, literally, him, yeah, sure, or great. Catman, give yeah. Catman, give him have someone else have some power because the fights are so lopsided in this. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's fighting a 40-year-old Sharon, a Sharon Stone who, by definition, is over the hill. Yeah. That's her thing in this movie, is she yeah. is on the downslide. Yeah. Uh, and it's it, it makes no sense. She has no vast empire. She has no real connection to the underworld. She has two guys with guns on yeah. her side, and that's really it. This is why Superman doesn't just fight muggers. Yeah. It'd be so, it wouldn't be interesting to watch. He's just 
punches him and their head flies off. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so she's able to uh, evade the police and returns home. But by the way, when she calls the cops, the cops are there immediately. Yeah, there's like the cops show up. Cops. The cops show up within four or five seconds of her calling them. They are in the room with right. the dead body within four or five seconds. So, what? A white man died. <laughs> <laughs> they did Star Trek yeah. <laughs> vaporized into the Being room. In. The white man yeah. He's rich? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> they got there in Kool-Aid guy amounts of time. <laughs> also, I, um, there, there's been some police sketches of her throughout this movie, and I wrote down a note that it, it looks like she has a goatee. <laughs> it does! You're 100% right! Yeah. yeah. It looks like a swarthy, fine Filipino 17 year old boy is committing these crimes. <laughs> a swarthy Filipino uh, lady boy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to add on to that theme by the cops showing there quick, it's like they said Blue Lives Matter three times in a mirror. And so Tom is waiting for her in her apartment. So, uh, and she allows him to arrest her and bring her in for interrogation. The only real evidence she has, or he has, she, he found, they had sex and he spent the night, and then he found one of her diamond claws, like on the floor, mm-hmm. which, how would he even know that's what it was? Yeah, he has no reference for what it possibly is, just yeah. that she has a diamond. She, she's in an enormous loft. Yeah. She might have some money. Yeah. She, and she might be bad with her money. She right. might just have that. Yeah. We've all dated people with, who have things they shouldn't have. And it just... It's not on the glove, so it's not even clear that it's a claw. It's just a diamond that's kind of pointy. Yeah. Yeah, it could be like a broken nipple ring or something. <laughs> you don't know. Don't judge me. He gets like, really excited. All right. It's going to get weird. Let's do this thing. Yeah. So After uh, an hour and 20 minutes of moving way too slow, now this movie is at the highest of paces. Oh, yeah. We are screeching towards the finish here. Uh they are basically, uh, she's saying she's innocent and tries to explain, but Tom is saying that all the evidence pointed to Catwoman's killer. Patience is saying, she realizes that Tom probably still saw her as the girl from the first impression, but she's like, no, I'm different. Uh, she allows him to lock her in the, in the detention cell, but all she sees is that little cat, and she's able to get out. Yeah, she just walks out. Yeah. Just slips through the bars of her cell. <laughs> It's it's dumbass bullshit, people. This, yeah. this is that Catwoman movie for you. you if she was a real cat, she would have slunk around the bars a little bit to try to pet herself for a while. <laughs> Go you back and make forth. those bars closer together. Yeah, it's a poorly designed jail. That's not like, I mean, Holly Berry's a, she's a tiny woman, but it's not like she's like she's thin, but she's not like she's, inhumanly. She's not, she's yeah, it's, it's not like it's she's reasonably small. Yeah. Uh, and she just yeah, is it because cats can like compress their chest or something? Like I guess. Can yeah. cats do that? Yeah, no, cats can get through. They can, like, compress their bodies. Is there something like if a cat's whiskers can get through, they can get through yeah, something yeah, like that? Yeah, So that's why, like, cats get super fucked up if you... So now she, we're just getting just into presses, cat packs. She presses, like, her goatee against the bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are her whiskers. <laughs> My goatee can get through, so... She I'm, keeps plucking them throughout the movie. <laughs> I'm half shocked she didn't grow whiskers. Honestly, yeah, right? Something. So she ends up going back to Bowling's production warehouse and disabling all the trucks. So their merchandise cannot be delivered. It was throughout this entire movie. Uh, her friend Alex Borstein's character has been in the hospital yeah. trying to fuck her doctor. Yeah, and that doesn't really go anywhere. That doesn't go anywhere. That, no, that, that it does. Happening. She fucks the doctor. But I mean, it doesn't. It seems like there should be a plot. Oh no, there's nothing plot wise. No, yeah. no, no. That's not what I mean at all. It yeah. seems like she should be dying from the bowline or something. Or yeah. getting worse. Yeah. She's just in the hospital. 
She's just, just hanging around the hospital. Yeah, and they made a big deal that this stuff is addictive, and Halle Berry just tells her, like, stop taking She's like, okay. Yeah, no problem, yeah. <laughs> never has the face fuck-up stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, she's never having any kind of issue that they spend the first 20 minutes of the movie saying everyone will have. Yeah, and talking about how That's, she can't stop using this. She should have been the canary in the coal mine. Yeah. In terms of this is what's going to happen to the whole city. Yeah. Yeah, and then it adds personal stakes for her. Yeah, great. And also, they made, there's like one line about how uh, uh, Patience was asking, like, where do you get this stuff that hasn't been released? And she's like, I have my sources, and that... That's all you need to <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. You? Are you? You're the source. Yeah. Different thing. <laughs> you work for them, and you're right. her friend. But where, where is she getting it? Who's giving this to her? That yeah, she has it in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. None of it makes any sense. Whatever. So... Usually I feel like me, Matt, you and I try to, like, say how we would make these movies better. Mm-hmm. We try to recommend, well, if they change this and Burn change it. this. Burn it this, all. You Burn the film. None of this, this works. Yeah. yeah, you have to completely start over with this. All right, we're, the we're bones almost, of this are broken. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're screaming towards the end here. Yeah. Uh, Laurel is having a press conference where she's heavily promoting uh, the product and giving out samples. Tom is there, the cop. He takes her aside and indicates that he's evidence about her crimes. Uh... And then when she unintentionally confesses, he's unprepared uh, for her reaction, which is to murder him. Yes. Uh, so, luckily, Catwoman's there, guys. And she uh, is starting to fight, but Tom's already injured. And uh, they're they're fighting, and Tom is able to, uh, like, fix himself. But Catwoman fights her way to Laurel. And they're, like, fighting in, like, a penthouse. Yes. And this deal. is where we find out that if you keep using the Boleyne... Your face becomes like marble, right? Uh, so she can't feel the blows. Although, just punch her in the stomach. Yeah, yeah. Punch her anywhere that's punch not her, her face. anywhere that's not her face, and she'll immediately go down. Yeah, yeah. You're a Catwoman. You've the, been jumping around the city like crazy. Yeah, and there's oh. also an exchange where um, Laurel says, "If you don't have an identity, why keep it secret?" Which, but what does that mean? <laughs> and the Catwoman responds, "Because you killed me." Which. Just heightens the the lack of. Also, that was another problem. They never. It, it's not like she killed patients. She right. didn't know who she was killing. Yeah. Uh, and I found this to be a very thug move by the guys who flushed her down. They were just shooting at somebody. And they had no idea who they were shooting at. Right. Could they were Robert. just told like you need to go murder this person. Yeah. And they're not paid to be murderers. They're paid to be security guards. But then they are immediately brought into this person's. Agenda, yeah. you know what I mean? They're immediately murderous lackeys. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. So I uh, love them. After their arduous battle, Catwoman manages to damage Laurel's skin and eventually causes Laurel to plunge out the window. Yes, real quick. Are we going to talk about the line? I, was, I knew you were. So say uh, it. <laughs> well, she says something about the uh, Sharon Stone says, "Game over." It's over, son. It, and then yes, Halle no. Berry responds with. It's overtime. Punches her like three more like times. Like more basketball stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. sports work, right? Yeah. Well, that's been the, the crux of this movie. Yeah. has been uh, the, the basketball scene yeah. that we all need to remember. Is that what it was a reference? It was just a terrible line. But you don't say game over in sports, do you? It's not like a No, I don't. Not that I know of. No. Yeah. Matt, you would know better than me. Yeah. yeah. Nobody says game over and then... Especially when you're playing. Yeah. You yeah. just kind of walk off the field. Yeah, the referee, referee doesn't shout game over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just... All right, bye. <laughs> there was an, uh, who is the Batman villain uh, that we were talking about this morning that Sharon Stone kind of reminded Poison me of? Poison Ivy? No, not Poison Ivy. It's not Poison Ivy, but there's a little bit of Poison Ivy in this. 
Just feel uh, like cosmetic. A little bit. Like, Poison Ivy could get away with this. Yeah. Uh, especially if it was the first time meeting her. Yeah. And uh, nobody was supposed to know she was Pamela Isley. Actually, there was something like that in Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, what if her name was Pamela and her, like, maiden name was Isley? Maybe. That would have been so much better. Would have been much better. Uh, but, no, it was, like, a, a former model. Oh, Veronica Vreeland. Veronica Vreeland in uh, Batman the Animated Series. And she's been in the comics. A uh, former model who's now super disfigured and crazy because of it. Mm. And that's who this should have been. That's who the, yeah. Sharon Stone should have been somehow disfigured a little bit mm. or something. But she's flawless the whole movie. And everybody's mean to Sharon Stone. Like, yeah. And she never not looks like Sharon Stone. And then she plummets to her death and right. somehow turns into a mannequin halfway down. Yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, the the reason that she plummets to her death is Catwoman is, like, manages to scratch her face, mm-hmm. which... They just established that... She couldn't do. Yeah, she couldn't do, and then just immediately abandoned that idea. Yes. And so she's, like, hanging on to, uh, like, outside this window. Catwoman tries to save her, then she catches her reflection and sees that she looks gross now, and so she decides to just... Plummet to her death. Yeah. Yeah. No, she doesn't want to plummet to her death. That would have been much stronger if she saw that she was uh, ugly now and just let go. No, no, because she said she tries to reach back up, and she's like, "No!" Like reaching up, like trying to save herself, and she slips. Oh, I totally read it as she... I read it as I think it didn't make a strong case either way. Yeah, but they did pl- they did set it up to be she falls accidentally. Okay, I think it's an accidental death. It would I wish I wish she had fallen to her death on yeah, purpose. Yes, that's that's much worse. Yeah, so that would have been such an easy fix that. You just don't have to do anything else. Yeah. You just have to have somebody let go. Yeah. It takes the same amount of work. So Catwoman's exploits end up on the news. By the way, she falls like my favorite Jack Handy quote, because as soon as she starts falling, they cut to a wide shot, and she's yeah. clearly just a mannequin. Yeah, and it's uh, like flipping. Yeah, it's just, it's just flipping nonstop, yeah. but not moving their arms right. or legs. Right. It's like that Jack Handy quote, uh, if you're ever falling to your death, try to freeze up so it looks like you're a mannequin. Because maybe somebody <laughs> on the ground will be like, Hey, free mannequin. I can try to catch her. <laughs> That's all I could think of watching her die. So. She took that to heart. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? Try to make it so somebody catches you. Mannequin! <laughs> or y'all trust fall. <laughs> <laughs> so the Hedger Company is then shut down because of the evil doings, yes. I assume. Uh, so Catwoman is... Uh, she's unable... She... The movie ends, basically. And she's she and Tom are basically like they don't they don't really end up together at they the just, end. She just breaks up with them for no reason. Yeah. And she's just like, I'm Catwoman. I'm a cat, so I'm fickle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. Yeah, exactly. I've been getting fed elsewhere. Yeah. I'm gonna go <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go take over the world. <laughs> it's not clear what she's gonna do. No. She's not clear on she says sometimes I'm good, sometimes I'm bad, whatever. And that's like the end of the movie. And then, they clearly want a sequel to show us what she's going to do. But yeah. she doesn't have a mission or a goal. That's what I'm saying. She has no beat. She has nowhere where it's like... She's green, no she has no sector for the Green Lanterns, or I need to protect Metropolis, or Gotham, or... Yeah. Uh, you, you Ancient know, Egypt. Ancient Egypt. Uh, something. Or I'm, I'm going to fight cat-based crimes. Yeah. No, I, she attacks the person who killed her, and she has no mission after that. Yeah. It, it feels like she's done everything she wants to do. Let's talk about the acting in this movie a little bit and the characters. Do you feel like Halle Berry, do you feel like the hate for her is deserved? I kind of say no, because I feel like the the script and the direction was so bad 
I never felt like she was the p- part no. of the scene that was fucking it up. I don't think she was the problem in this movie. Exactly. She was never the problem. Oh, I think it's the dialogue. Yeah. More I than anything else. I think, it's, I think that's the biggest problem. The dialogue or the plot, which is a bigger problem? The plot. The plot. The plot, right? So the, there's yeah. n- the, none of it makes sense. It's all bullshit, and the dialogue is a very close. And it's sexist bullshit too. Yeah, touched on. Yeah, she's fighting a comic. She's fighting a cosmetics company. Yeah, I think she did the best she could with what she had, but I just think she really wanted to play Catwoman, and it's like I get that, but this was dog shit. Yeah, and before she saw this movie, before this movie existed, I I can understand why it seems like it would have been a big franchise, big money maker. Sure, absolutely. It's Spider-Man, you were an X-Man, so... I totally get it. She was trying to do what Margot Robbie is doing with uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. I get that. I get it. It just was... Why Pete off (laughs) this dude? That's what I really want to know is why that guy got involved and why he got this amount of trust. Yeah. Because they gave him everything he wanted to do. Why did they try to push this so far from Batman and from the cow... Woman that we've seen. In yeah, other you think things. they'd want to be like, oh, it's in oh, I just think ignorance. I just think. But they it had makes no money. Idea. I just think they had no idea what. It, well, because yeah, I remember this was before the idea of connecting movies existed. Right. The closest thing we had gotten to connecting two comic books was Batman in the Batcave saying, "This is why Superman works alone." Yeah. The, the, there was just that didn't exist. You made one-off movies. Right. I, I'm not even saying. Especially like, if you're a shitty director, you got to connect them. I, I'm just saying like you should. Acknowledge like where the character is supposed to be coming from. Acknowledge that mm-hmm. this is supposed to be in Gotham or have something that feels like the character that we understand Catwoman to be. Sure, and the thing is, like, you don't even need to have Batman in your movie, but it'd be interesting if she was doing things that Batman wouldn't do. Yes. You no, know, she's stopping crimes that Batman either doesn't know about or is like choosing not to stop. You know. Either whether they be personal to her or whatever. No, yeah, you know? there's a thousand stories to tell with Catwoman. Uh, sh- fun street level crimes that just other people don't get into. Batman's just dealing with Killer Croc. You yeah, know? he's off world fighting uh, Dark Side, and she she's holding down the fort in between. Yeah. There's a ton of that. There's a thousand stories you could tell. This sure. is not one of them. Yeah, cosmetic company theoretically, but we never see anybody. We never got that money shot of somebody. With their face fucked up from the bully. Right. Which yeah. you would need. Yeah. It should have been Alex Forstein. It should have been Alex Forstein to uh, have her face destroyed. Yeah. Never, really, never get This that. seems more like an FDA issue than a superhero issue. Yes, very much so. Yeah, oh no, you can get rid of this with by testing it when it comes out. Yeah, this, this is like if Batman were going after Chipotle for having that E. coli. Yes, which I got. Yeah, <laughs> that's what made me think of it. Yeah, do you remember? That was not, that was around this time, yeah. around the time we recorded. Right. Uh, I remember thinking, oh, wow, there's an outbreak of E. coli at certain Chipotle's around the area. I'll probably be okay. What are the odds that I'll get it? Plus, there will be no one at Chipotle. Right. You didn't heed Batman's warning about this. Apparently not. Yeah, I know. I needed that. I needed him to protect me, and he did not. Yeah. He didn't show up with bat antibiotics? (laughs) (laughs) It would have been a fun spray. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know... When you think about it, actually, this is the Boline and like the the cream and everything. It's almost like a Joker plan. Yes, it really yeah. is. It's very Batman eighty nine. Yeah, yeah, because that was kind of his plan. Like he was fucking up beauty yeah, products to bring to bring the rictus grin. And yeah, he does that throughout the. the if he made this a Joker thing, that would have been so much better. Yeah. Well, I also thought there was a chance that uh, her that Sharon Stone's face was going to start to like look like the Joker. No, no, no. It was going to start to like more morph and meld like Clayface. 
Yeah. Just because she had... Because that's also Clayface. It's also thing. a Clayface thing. That's right. In Batman Animated Series, is he's trying to use this uh, cream because he's all scarred and shit. To look like his... eventually himself. turns him into Clayface after if, some issues. If they'd done something at the end to make it more clear that her face become marble, if she's in some way disfigured by this power or something, it, it, it didn't even seem like she really had a marble She didn't face. have any... I almost suspect that... She had a face like marble in that she couldn't feel anything. That she just had a all the, she like, killed all the nerve endings. It was like in her she face. just had a bunch of Botox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's her superpower. Yeah, just do you want to run by, run through the characters? I mean, yeah. I feel like yeah, we already ran through the Halle Berry one a little bit. Uh, Brat, Benjamin Brat, Benjamin Brat. People keep acting like he is so fucking handsome. Every time he walks into a room, like everybody's like, "Oh my god!" And Benjamin Brad is a handsome enough guy. He's the cop. He's the cop. Is he a oh, handsome enough guy to stop what you're doing? Like people to stop working. Stop a room <laughs> and make them turn and everybody stare at him. Yeah, it definitely did not seem like the casting matched up with the script there. No, he is also uh, the worst cop. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he breaks into her apartment at one point and is just waiting yes. for. Yes, and it's just waiting for her there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He is a, t- a terrible cop. He's a terrible boyfriend. There's no chemistry between them. No. Yeah. It's really bad. Really he's made of basketball. He has no arc because at the end he just gets dumped. His handles are shitty in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Matt knows significantly more about sports than either of us put together. Okay. Both of us put together. So he's like carrying the ball out here. <laughs> you got to keep it close to your body. Jeff step. Jeff step. Yeah, like, come on, Anthony. Uh, he's a mediocre elementary school teacher at best. Yes. He's doing that well. He's also being a cop. He has two different jobs here. It's it's just it's just not well thought out. None of the characters are well thought out. Sharon Stone. Ironic, considering we had twenty eight people to think them out. <laughs> it feels like there's a bunch of themes that they're trying to to do, but they're not. Yeah, it's like just beauty. Yeah, everything just got jumbled. Yeah, beauty, feminism, this good versus evil thing, confidence. And, uh, and just none of these are really explored in any real way. They don't have a clear. No, they're mentioned at best. <laughs> yeah, but, but he has like a recurring thing where he keeps talking about good and evil and how we both have uh, duality. Yeah, it's, and, a, it's and, a theme of duality. And she's saying like, oh, good, bad. There has to be something in between, and it it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't. We never even anything. really see her being bad necessarily. She steals some stuff. Yeah, she I, steals I, some I guess stuff, that's, then she that's gives bad. it back and. I don't know. That's really the only time she's bad. Yeah. But to say she's good, she doesn't even stop Boleyn really out of altruism. It's not like she has this information. It's bad. No, these people murdered her. That's why she goes after them is because yeah. they killed her. Would she have stopped like Goldman Sachs? Yeah. yeah Literally, I mean. yeah. If it had been another company that she had just found out that this was happening. Which, if, I, uh, yeah, like Alex Borstein had nothing to, she would just been buying this product. Right. Like, oh, That's a stronger movie, is that she finds out that this company is doing something bad. Right, which I, I guess goes into what she says about she's not good or bad, she's in between. But that makes her such a boring character when they don't yeah, really have a, give a perspective or yeah, there's a no goal. Yeah. No point of view. Alex Borstein, horniest woman alive. Yeah. yeah. Fucks a doctor. Assumedly, at the end, they are together. So, yeah. good for her, I, mm-hmm. I suppose. Sharon Stone, fine... Just she's so evil, <laughs> yeah. And everybody's so mean to her, but she's flawless looking in this movie. Yeah, she looks good. Yeah. yeah Anything else? Anything else? Cat, I guess that's Catwoman. I mean, there there are themes that we we just talked about, but none of them go anywhere. No, there's, there's nothing, nothing to, to explore about. with any of them. Uh, none of them connect to the characterization. Uh, when she gains more confidence, can we say her life gets better? She seemed to have a pretty good life. 
Honestly, she was meek, yeah. and she was a little bit of a pushover, but she had a really good job. She had close friends. She had an amazing apartment. She had an amazing apartment in yeah. New York City. She's Halle Berry. She landed that guy before she became Catwoman. Yes. the meek version of it her. It seems like she had a great life. Yeah. Afterwards, it seems like her life is worse. Yeah. She's, her arc in this is just... Does she have an arc? That, that is one thing when you see with most superheroes is like, their life is like, meh, as their alter ego beforehand. Yeah. Like Clark Kent, he's just boring. Hal Jordan, whatever. Bruce Wayne's life kind of sucks. Well, Clark Kent, he was always, yeah. Well, right. But then, like, after lives, like, they have meaning now. Yes. Her life doesn't have meaning. Peter Parker, best example. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have meaning. Yeah. She doesn't have meaning. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Like, you're still irrelevant. Yeah. Right. She lost her job now. Yeah, no, and she doesn't have Benjamin Brad now. Yeah. How are you going to make Her life is significantly worse. Are you going to steal? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she still needs a place to sleep. Yeah. And you're going to be able to afford your rent. You know, cat, cat and stuff. Well, I guess she could sell stuff she's stolen. I don't know. Why am I writing this movie? What <laughs> am I doing? 29. Let's make it happen. I'm going to be the 29th writer on this. <laughs> Are we going to rank it? Even well, we have nothing to rank it against, but we're going to rank it Friday. Sure, but like out of 10 or 5? Oh, yeah, we'll rate it. Out of, uh, out of 10. Danny, what do you think? 2. Yeah, it's about no, I was going to say 2. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a 2 out of 10, right? Yeah. Okay. Would that you was, recommend that this was a nice movie? Oh, under no circumstances should people watch no. this movie. No, do not watch it's it. It's on Netflix. Don't watch it. It's not even funny, bad. It's just boring. It's, there's not even a scene where I would say watch this scene. It's No, it's if you want to watch the 45-second uh, handwriting analysis scene, that is the closest you'll get to a funny scene. But even then, you've gotten all the enjoyment you're going to get by listening to this. Boy, did we laugh one time like from their hand? Like, on I, not, not on purpose. The only time I laughed... Was when Chandler Benjamin Bratt? No, Benjamin Bratt. Like she dropped her wallet, he just picked it up and started going through it immediately. <laughs> That's the only time I laughed in this movie. I laughed at new cat breed sold here. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie just, just all down. Fifteen from seconds there. in. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Danny, put yourself over. Okay, uh, like and subscribe to uh, to the podcast, to na-na-na-na-na-na-na podcast. Eight-na uh, podcast. Eight-na. There's eight-na's. That's N-A-N-A. Just search for me. Search for Danny Rathbun. Uh, <laughs> I will... We have a Facebook group if you want to look like that. Uh, I will accept anyone's friend request on Facebook, Twitter, at Danny Rathbun. Does that get you into trouble, the Facebook thing? Because I feel like you might have a lot of porn bots on there. It's very possible. I tried, yeah. if I, someone's obviously a porn bot, that's the only time I won't accept it. Fair enough. So if you're super attractive, he's not going to accept it. Which is all, you have this weird subculture yeah. of, uh, yeah, weird subculture of super hot people listening to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, got some shows coming up. I don't know when this is going to re- release, though. I'm releasing this today for uh, Up, Up, and Away. Okay. Well, for if you're listening to this on Up, Up, and Away... I will be at the Salem Comedy Festival on the 18th. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to be at uh, QED in uh, in Queens the next day. Uh, I think that's all I have coming up right now. I will be at the What a Joke Festival here in Washington, D.C. the weekend of the inauguration. Uh, making fun of Trump and such. That'll be a fun time. Uh, like and subscribe to the page, subscribe to the podcast, all that kind of stuff. Matt, do you have anything? Uh, I have nothing. Don't see Catwoman. Don't see Catwoman. Danny, Don't see Matt, Catwoman. it's been an honor. We'll see all you guys soon here on our podcast. Bye. Bye.